In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And Robin, we got another barn burner here in Southern California. It's 103 outside and uh, sticky. Oh, I hate to rub it in, but we've got like mid 60s out here. The air is crisp. The sky was blue. We've got a little clouds, but oh my gosh, total turnaround for weather. Oh, go tap a tree. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't want to hear it, but yeah, we've got that gorgeous. But then you can go rub my nose in it when we're like two degrees below zero and you've got that gorgeous 70 California weather. That's true. Then I'm in the hot tub going, hi, Rob. I'm in the hot tub. How are you? <laughs> I know. it's Isn't it fascinating how diverse our country is? It just kind of gives you chills to think. Yeah, I, I've got to, I was thinking the other day, I've got to start sending the boys some autumn leaves again you we that was started so much leaves. fun that was so we, much fun well and it's that time of year because we're coming up on opgrat doing the uh the boxes i think a lot of the different groups out there are sending the care packages so uh, start getting ready for your um your uh care package donations because they've got to get out there and get overseas before december Absolutely. As a matter of fact, speaking of op- Operation Gratitude, they just sent out their 800th package that arrived in Afghanistan. Talk about amazing people, and we're going to have them on uh, in the next week or so, aren't we? Uh, I think that's October 15th, actually. We're going to kick off. Um, we're going to kick off the holiday uh, box drive, and um, we're going to have one of the moms on who's a blue star mom and a gold star mom, which she had lost one son in Iraq, and her other son is still over there fighting, I believe, in Afghanistan, but I'm not sure. And uh, mm-hmm. she's going to share with us her experiences um, along with updating us on Operation Gratitude and what's going on over there. Fantastic. And anyone who has not had an opportunity to learn more about Operation Gratitude, just um, go to opgratitude.org and you can find out lots more. Uh, And one of the great things is we've always mentioned on this show, Sandra, is that organizations like Operation Gratitude are willing to take letters and that is something that is just so simple to do, Uh, just a a simple letter. Those are so, so meaningful. Well, and it's so important, Rob, because, you know, the economy is tough, and we all get that. And, 
You know, it mm-hmm. might not be in your budget to, you know, make a donation for postage, which they need, or to, you know, knit scarves and other things that can go in the boxes. But yeah. whether you're a mom with all the homework that the kids are coming home, all their artwork can be easily folded in half, and your son or daughter can write thank you or thinking of you, you know, it can be real simple. Um, and I've seen these soldiers and Marines coming home, and they have shared with me the stuff they got in their boxes and the handwritten notes. I mean, anybody can sit down and handwrite a note on a piece of paper. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be typed. It just has to be person to person. And you can really, Mm -hmm. you can chat about your day. Here's what's going on over in New Haven, Connecticut. Here's what's going on in, you know, El Paso, Texas, or, you know, Golden, Colorado. I mean, it's it's just a note from home, and it doesn't have to... It doesn't have to be anything outstanding to be outstanding to the person who receives it. Absolutely. There's also so many times that some of the uh, candies at Halloween, if if there's a surplus in your neighborhood of candies, those candies can badge up and sent on over. I think so many times scouting groups and youth groups that are getting together right now who are looking for some positive things to give back, um, those are great opportunities, little little uh, care packages are, are really easy to send over there. So, uh, and each individual soldier gets his own or her own box. And I think that is so cool. It is. It is. And it's, you know, it's a great way to participate. It's a great way to make somebody's life. It's like um, with the birthday buddies. If you feel like right. sending out some birthday cards, uh, contact Marcella Stretch at the Facebook pods, Parents of Deployed Soldiers. They do a great job uh, sending when one of these uh, servicemen or women has a birthday. They send, they get a bunch of people together to send them birthday cards. And how fun is that? They're over there in the middle of the desert or on a mountaintop <laughs> getting a pack of birthday cards. I know. Oh, I, it, talk about an initiative. Marcella Stretch has the greatest thing going over there at uh, Parents of Deployed Service Members and a great Facebook group, really, really uh, busy. They will put one comment or plea for help on some on an issue. I think in about 20 minutes, I saw 30 replies for that, for a, a question that was on yesterday. It, it just like boom, 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 answers right at the tip of your finger. So we always give a kudos out to uh, Marcella. What what a great thing she's well, doing. Well, or if you just want to feel popular. You know, one day I was feeling kind of down. I, I went on to pause and I posted something. I forget what it was. And there was like 90 replies. And I'm like, oh, I'm a popular girl. It might only be on the internet, but for the first time in my life, I'm the popular girl. <laughs> You're always popular in my heart, dear. <laughs> oh, there you go. But it is really fun because, you know, sometimes when you're on these web groups, you post something and then you don't hear anything. Like when I was collecting recipes for the Garmy Homes cookbook and I would go into some of these groups and I'd say, hey, girls, I'm looking for great recipes, you know, great pie recipes. And in my circle, oh, my God, I'd be flooded with them. I'd actually be given a pie at some point, you know, to taste. But, you know, this is a group that's really gratifying to be involved with because there is so much um, communication back and forth. You really feel part of something. Absolutely. I, I, there's another, uh, there's a blog that I follow uh, quite a bit too that I'd like to just, we've had her on before, uh, Life Lessons of a Military Wife, and that's her web 
so it's life lessons military wife.com she just had a real string of things if anybody is getting uh, stationed over in Germany she has a number of different um, advice columns that she has posted about what that move could entail and things that to be careful of and things to remember before you head on over there really valuable information because she's the gal who's been there done that so was she uh, the one that talked about the school supplies like running out of school supplies at the px after the first month and bring those with you Absolutely. It was a wonder. I'm just checking the time to see where we're at just to share a little bit of that. We've got uh, a few more minutes before the break. One of the things she was talking about, uh, of course, when you get the order that it's it's your time to, uh, to move, you kind of have to just get up and go. And she says hindsight is twenty twenty. we all know. But these are a couple of things that she says that she wished she had known the first time around. She says cobblestones over there are very, very complicated to walk on. So make sure you have those functional shoes and socks to go with it because there's lots of cobblestone walkways. Extra medicine like generic because the PX is not all that cheap over there. Um, she says anything like shower curtains, pillows, lithium batteries. Apparently, right now, the U.S. Postal Service and the APOs are not uh, shipping over any of the lithium batteries. So maybe that's something that you want to pack up ahead of time. Well, yeah, like Thank- if you have a hearing aid or a family member with a hearing aid or battery, right. you know, those are really tough to come by. Absolutely. Um, She says linens for the household, your gas grill. I mean, all of those things, if they're going to ship you over there, let them ship the big stuff because you know what? You're not going to be able to get it over there. Um, Umbrellas, she says, things like that. Uh, Travel uh, craft supplies, for example. The PX carries very little on a regular basis. They will um, carry what the school's say at the beginning of the year, but then as the year goes on, if more things are required, um, it's really hard to pick up on that kind of stuff. So lots of good, good information. She, there again, some things that are expensive, brooms, toilet bowls, sticks, ironing board, drying racks, all of those are expensive down at the PX over there. She um, is your favorite perfume. <laughs> um, little things that are your, your comfort are the things that you want to get before you head on over there. It's true. You know, my friends are stationed um, two hours uh, east of Riyadh in Saudi Arabia, and mm-hmm. they were telling me they're on a um, some sort of secure location, and, you know, she can't leave the area, you know, without an escort and all this stuff. But she did tell me gas was 39 cents a gallon. She's like, you'll never guess how much gas is over here. <laughs> so, yeah, Sorry. we can, you know, we can't get a toaster or what did she want toaster pastries or something like that she was dying for she couldn't find them but yep guess 39 cents a gallon well i guess there's some concessions there there are some things that that they'll make make it a little bit easier but um one of the the beauties of our of our whole um, social media these days are all of these podcasts and and um Facebook pages and blogs. What a lot of information for our military families. It's great. It is. It is. Oh, and feminine products. That's what she said she couldn't find was good feminine products. So not to bore the guys that are listening today, but yeah, pack those babies up because they're really hard to find in other countries. (laughs) 
anything, especially the the things that you know you're going to need for kids. And even if you haven't got kids yet, you kind of think it might happen over there. Just pack it all up and bring it on, bring it along with you. Maybe it'll um, be suggestive. Could you do that, honey? Why do we have a stroller and a car seat and we don't have a kid? Oh, gee, I don't know. Just pack it up, honey. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, lots of lots more information to come on the other side of the break. We have Bubba Mills coming to us from Corcoran Consulting and Coaching. It's a real estate broker consulting co- coaching company, but he is a very experienced business person and one who's going to help us know just what to do when it's time to reintegrate from being so active in the military to being so active in civilian life. Back in a moment with Bubba Mills on Military Mom Talk Radio. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for resources, tools, and support to help you build a successful business and live an awesome life. It's the Women's Business Success Show with your host, founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each show will feature a special guest interview. Tara will bring you highly successful entrepreneurs sharing their stories of success. You'll hear about the challenges they faced along their journey together with the advice they have to help you achieve more. You'll also hear from various personal and business development experts sharing tips, solutions, and strategies that you can easily implement into your business and life for amazing results. For more on Tara and her show, check out her website, aofwe.com. Then join us for the Women's Business Success Show with your host, the founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years, and now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help Sam, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a great show today. We've got Bubba Mills from Corcoran Coaching. He's going to talk about uh, following orders and giving orders and how that changes when you leave uh, military service and go to civilian life to start your own business. 
Then we're going to bring author Jamie DeVoe on board. We're going to talk to her for a little bit. And then we're going to round out the show with Joyce Faulkner talking about uh, the goings-on. I think we've got some big events coming on for Military Writers Society of America uh, coming up at the end of the month. We're going to talk about that as well as some writing tips for those budding authors out there. Um, Baba, are you on the air with us? I am here. How are you doing? There we are. Now tell us where you are right now, because we've had people call in from military bases, from landing pads. Where are you right now? Uh, physically, I am in Swansea, Illinois right now. You are in Swansea, <laughs> Illinois. Are you um, ready to talk to us about the hesitations that some of our military personnel have today with starting their oh. own business? Be because we have a hard time with many of our service members, especially the younger ones, finding sustainable employment. So, Bubba, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about some of the hesitations that people have when they think about starting their own business. And for those of you listening, this is not just for real estate agents. This is for any entrepreneur that's interested in starting their own business. Yeah, when we, when we do classes, we do classes for every sector out there between, you know, private or, or business or for, you know, corporations when we do a lot of the education piece. And, you know, basically what it comes down to is, you know, hesitations of self-employment. Um, you have to be a self-motivator, the self-starter. Um, you have to, you know, determine do you have capital or, or some jobs don't require capital for you to do anything. What do you I mean, mean by uh, capital? What does that mean? Got, Reserve funds to be able to start up. Um, do you have to buy um, equipment? Do you have to buy uh, computers? Do you have to buy uh, mechanical equipment to be able to start what your preferred job is? But what I always like to ask everybody ahead of time, and, and please do this prior to exiting your post before um, you go um, back into civilian life, is just write a list of the things that you like to do. That's that's what you need to do. Just Start with a blank piece of paper and say, I like to do this. And then choose out of those, okay, will somebody pay for me to do anything that I like to do? That, and that's the most important one. And then go through the list and say, are there any of these things that I would want to do for 40 hours a week? That's truly how you start a business plan. Really? And it sounds really simple and simplistic, but... If I decide what I'm good at and then decide, okay, will anybody pay for what I'm good at? And then after that saying, okay, this is what I'd be willing to do for 40 hours a week. Isn't that what self-employment is? I guess. I mean, I never really looked at that. I think, you know, when I talk to most service members, they think, well, what's my MLS? What am I skilled and trained to do? It, honestly, Bubba, I don't think I've ever heard anybody think about what do I like to do as part of that business model. And I think when you look at long-term satisfaction in your career, yeah, that's like the forest through the trees. I think we have to consider that. I mean, it sounds like it's so basic, but truly, if, if somebody is looking at Instead of taking what you've done in the military and putting it into the civilian world, if you want to go self-employed, then start with what you like doing. If not, it's not worth doing it. And then that's the first step is, is decide what you're good at, what you're great at, what you like to do, 
And out of any of those, is there anybody that would be willing to pay you to do any of that? If so, there's the start of your business. Now you just do a little bit of research and say, is anybody else doing this around me? And if so, what can I do different or better than them? Step two of a business plan, marketing strategy. So well, but when you, somebody's oh, already I'm doing, sorry, go ahead, Sam. Oh, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead. What I was going to say is when someone is beginning to know that their military career is is finally coming to the end, what, what should they be doing as far as um, either building their resume and looking to work uh, maybe a job for a little bit of, of experience? Or should they be just really trying to prepare themselves to launch their, maybe they're great at auto mechanics and maybe that's the one thing that they should be focusing on is, is starting their own garage. What, what's the value maybe of, of uh, a slow integration or should they just kind of uh, look, at, look at the big picture right from the start? Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very uh, religious person and I say, um, God puts that feeling into my gut and I follow whatever that gut feeling is. That's me. Um, you have to look at it on several things. A lot of people cannot be self-employed. Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself, am I self-managed? Am I self-disciplined? I've taken orders for the last four to 20 years. Can I give orders? That's one. Two, can I run a company you know, on myself? Look, I'm not the best at everything that I do. What makes me the best at everything I do is I bring people onto my team that are better at certain things than I am. That's what makes a good company. So self-managed, self-discipline. If you're going to be the CEO of your company, you know what? You've got to be able to give orders. You've got to be able to look at the business plan. You got to decide next, can you do what you want to do out of the house or do you have to have a physical office? And this is for family members of military that's currently stationed that might be getting stationed somewhere else. A lot of jobs you can, you can do the same thing in different areas. Perfect example. Um, we, we opened up a property preservation company for the banks after foreclosures and we went and solicited on real estate agents and said, look, you know, we can do the trash out of the properties. We have several people that are unemployed or underemployed in our area. Put together a business plan, got a website, got the licensing, got everything. I just started um, the company with some unemployed people going out and putting them employed by cleaning houses. Well, there's, there's foreclosures and there's properties that need to be closed in every city of the United States. So right. if something happened to me, I can pick it up from California and I can open up the same business model in Illinois and Nebraska and Alaska and Florida or Hawaii. It doesn't really matter. So look at your business and can it move from state to state? So now you leave here after two years and you are now being you know, stationed from, you know, from uh, California to North Carolina, you can still leave your business active in California because the people that have worked for you for the last two years, you can promote one of them as a sales manager and just take a revenue piece out of that, and you can still get revenue from there and duplicate the process in North Carolina. 
There's several jobs oh, that's that you so can good. do. Yeah. Especially for our military wives who don't have a choice. Yeah. You know, they have to follow their husbands in their career wherever they're stationed. So creating something that's transportable or repli- replicatable, I don't know if that's a word, but that's what you're talking about. And it's very inexpensive. Um, most of the materials that you get for cleaning out a property, uh, for doing trash outs or property maintenance or anything else, about 90% of those products that you use, you buy at the dollar store. You wow. rent yourself a truck and a trailer, and you take the stuff to the dump or the donation sites. You don't have to have big equipment. Now, what I'm talking about is property preservation, not property Maintenance, property maintenance, in most states you have to have a contractor's license to do repairs. But banks and real estate agents look for properties that have been moved out or vacant by um, individuals that got foreclosed on, or people that moved out of a short sale have it listed, but you know had got moved to another state or just left the house. It needs to be clean, vacuumed, countertop, maybe debris removal taken out of it, the grass mowed, um, that kind of stuff. You don't have to have a contractor's license to do that in most states. So it's a it's a it's a company that you can run with a very high margin very low cost in every state that you ever move to. And what you do is you do business for the real estate agents that are out there in that area, and now you use them with references for agents in the other state. It's really an inexpensive business model, and, and, and I would love to be able to do a uh, follow-up um, on this, and I can actually teach you how to do marketing and uh, everything else that goes around this, this type of a business. Absolutely, Bubba. And what's so great about this is you've given our listeners today and me and Robin an example of how you can see a need. You can look at your skill sets, look at what you like to do, and if this is something you like to do, uh, you can put it together very simply. I know there's other ideas out there, um, but you've given us a great business model um, that people can follow whether they choose this line of, of employment or not. Robin, what do you think? Absolutely. And I, I think we will, if not already have you on the schedule coming up in the next uh, couple months, we'll definitely make sure that you are, Bubba. Is there any place that we could find you if we wanted a little more information in the meantime? Um, what you can do is um, send me an email at Bubba at CorcoranCoaching.com. Mm-hmm. That's C-O-R-C-O-R-A-N, coaching.com, um, if that's something you're interested in. If there's enough listeners that are interested in it, I'll, I'll, I'll create a, uh, um, a, uh, a group coaching call and have people call in, and we can go through a couple of steps and maybe do like a half-hour coaching call on it. I'll be that's so exciting. To do that for you. Bubba, thank you so much, because I think that once you get over the fear, then anything is possible, and there really isn't that much to be fearful of, because there's so many possibilities and opportunities, even if things are a little tight economically. Thanks, Bubba, for all your advice, and more importantly, all your inspiration. No problem. You guys have a great day. Thanks, you too. Coming up after the break, we have Janie DeVoe. She is the uh, multi-talented uh, person, and uh, her books are in multitude. We're going to learn more about Janie in a moment on Military Mom Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A. Your host, Barbara Allison. Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children ages 24 to 18 who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. Robin, this show goes so fast. We're already halfway through the show. I know. I love every... It's always so fascinating. We have so many people to learn so much from. Wow. (laughs) I know. We're going from, you know, successful business coaching for our... For not only the... I was thinking about it. Not only for our returning service members, but there's some of them that are coming back with certain injuries that may prevent them from taking a traditional job and, you know, having a business plan and, you know, doing something maybe in tech could give them the opportunity to have a really good self-employed life. I was thinking a lot about that on the break. And think about it, too. I think that's part of the uh, barrier that we may have temporarily is that when all of a sudden what you thought you were going to do in life is either taken from you or uh, interrupted, there is alternatives. And I think once you get beyond the barrier, 
then everything opens up for you. And talk about inspiration. Bubba really just always gives me um, such wonderful ideas, but wonderful inspiration. I'm, I'm so glad he's willing to share. Me too, me too. And he's a lot of fun, and we'd love to have fun people on the show. (laughs) And we're going to bring on another fun person. I've had a lot of fun with her already, even though I haven't met her in person. Her name is Jane DeVoe. She's a children's book author. She's, I don't know, she does a lot of things, Rob. I was getting so, I just read that biography. I'm like, oh, she's just fantastic. (laughs) Put her on the show. (laughs) Check, 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 check. Hi, Janie. Thanks for being with us. Oh, I'm delighted to be on the show. I'm I'm really excited to be talking to you and to your audience today. Now, where are you? We had Baba calling in from Illinois. Where is Janie calling in from? I know I had to laugh because you were talking about um, about how diverse the country is. And I'm on the top of a mountain right now in the Blue Ridge Mountains, in the heart of North <laughs> Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. And oh, this, nice now this cool is outside here. of Asheville, right? Yes, right outside of Asheville, about an hour outside. And it's nice and cool today. Yeah, the oh, East Coast is pretty lucky your today. Way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, what started as a poem evolved into something incredible, didn't it, Janie, for you? How did How High Can You Fly come about? Well, you know, it's, it's so funny, y'all, because the, the, um, what you all were just talking about with Bubba, it was such a perfect segue into what I like to talk about, and that's how your life can change and change so unexpectedly. And, um, you know, I always find, though, that those changes always bring about such wonderful opportunities and interesting and wonderful people your way. And I had been in advertising for years and, um, and decided to get out of it. It was, um, it was just time to do that. And I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I thought about it and I prayed upon it and I talked to people about it. Still wasn't quite sure. And then one day, you know how you just get those epiphanies? All of a sudden it's just so clear, something that you had been so foggy on. And all of a sudden it's, gee, the answer's there. And I thought, you know, dummy, you've always liked to write. And, and deep inside, you know, you've had this talent for writing. When do you think you might start? And I was almost 40. And I don't know about y'all, but I find that a lot of women about that age decide it's time to kind of reevaluate um, their identities to a certain degree and, and maybe change their career or, um, you know, just add to it. And that's mm-hmm. where I was. And so I found, I started buying um, writing magazines and books about it, etc. And in the classified ad section, I saw a call for poetry uh, to be sent and for this national poetry contest, and it was going to, um, it, it was going to end up with a um, anthology of different poems that were selected. And my poem, How High Can You Fly, was um, picked as the third place winner. And I had to laugh because the person that beat me out in first place was a very elderly man, and the second place winner was like an eight-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, now listen, you know, that's a little, that's a little lesson to me. Don't get 
don't don't get too uh, too um, um, you know excited about your talent here. I think you're being down brought down a couple of pegs. <laughs> but the the woman that was running this poetry contest is actually Joyce Faulkner, who's your next guest. Mm-hmm. It was it's her partner now, but they were not partners at the time. And she contacted me and asked me if I wanted to um, turn it into a children's book. And that was the beginning. And, you know, I go into a lot of schools and I talk to a lot of kids. And, and by the way, my books, um, they usually have an underdog. They always have a happy ending. I have to have a happy ending. <laughs> and um, it's usually overcoming an obstacle or obstacles. And that's why I liked what Bubba was talking about. That was a perfect segue because with each obstacle, new opportunities open up. And I go into these schools and I talk about how I became a writer. And I talk about how I won third place. And what I tell the kids is, you know, you don't have to be the best. You just have to do your best. And it's amazing the things that can come of it when you just do that. And um, and I keep finding out and, and having that, that idea and that philosophy reinforced. So that was the beginning. Wow. And from there, what, did that just sort of open up like uh, like a dam? I, I can only imagine that yeah. once the first book came together, you must have just realized, oh my goodness, I'm just flowing with ideas and thoughts, and, and it must have just burst. Yes, you know, it, it did. And, it, you know, you talk about um, realizing that you were on the right, right path, now, that doesn't mean that there haven't been times where I've thought, gee, I'm lost on this path. Maybe I took a wrong turn somewhere. But, um, you know, I, I think if you stay steady the course and you keep your eye um, eye on the brass ring, if you will, and, and just have faith in yourself, in your talents, in your special gifts, and that, that really is. The, uh, the theme to most all my, my writing is that we all have special gifts, we all have special talents, and I truly believe it is our responsibility to share them. Um, you know, people are an interesting and wonderful lot. Um, they have a lot to give, and if we only just allow ourselves to give it and allow ourselves to receive it from others, and um, and it's it's really a world of riches out there, and I'm not talking monetarily wise. I'm talking about just the spirit, of, you know, in general, how much we we have to give and receive. Um, and it did open up a whole lot of wonderful opportunities for me. That one little poem. Wow. Wow. Do you when you go into the schools? Do you read your own books to them, and what are their reactions? Um, yes, I go in and I'll read my books, and and um, they're age appropriate. D- depends which one you're 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 talking about. I have three mm-hmm. on the market. I have a new one coming out, the Shopkeeper's Bear, um, mm. and it's coming out in November. And um, another one of those stories about how we each have a, a special gift. This is wonderful, though. I'm really excited about this new book coming out, and it's wonderfully illustrated by Rebecca Evans, and um, I'm delighted she's partnered up with me. But I go in and I read these stories, and then what I do, it's always an interactive presentation I do. I always ask the kids 
to tell me what their special gifts are. And, you know, it's like the deer caught in headlight where they're all staring at you, and then you pick one, and then it's, it, you know, then you get this avalanche of hands. Everybody wants to tell you. And, oh, you know, uh, I know we're speaking to a, a military mom audience out there, you know, and, and, um, and, and, and many others. But I have to share one of the greatest, greatest moments in one of the presentations was I was, I was at a library and I was talking to all these kids and, and uh, one, one child was sharing about how her special gift was playing the piano. Well, this little boy, his name was Luke, and he came up and he whispered in my ear, I want to tell you about my special gift. And he was about four. And, you know, he was just darling. He was missing his front teeth, so he had this little <laughs> lisp. And, you know, it came out, I want to share this special gift. And so I said, okay, darling. And then I said, everyone, this is Luke. Well, this child throws his shoulders back, sticks his chin up, and starts singing loudly and clearly with no lisp whatsoever. I'm proud to be an American. Oh, and my goodness. It was just, you know, one of those golden moments. And it, it oh. just makes you glad you're doing what you're doing. <laughs> and I, I've done a lot of work um, with um, at-risk kids, which has been uh, profoundly wonderful for me. And um, it's, <laughs> I walk away knowing I am um, I am. I have received far more than they have that afternoon or that evening, whatever the case may be. So it's um, it's really a, a it's a very rewarding career that I have just kind of stumbled into. And you know, who'd have thunk? All with one little tiny poem, but Isn't it's opened up many many um, highways and byways for me, and I'm I'm very grateful. And now, you know, like I was saying, my publishers. Are Pat Avery, uh, the one that did my first two books, and and her partner, who I'm so delighted to be working with now, Joyce Faulkner, and um, and I'm scheduled to have several books released through them, Red Engine Press, um, over the next year, year and a half, and my first adult novel will be coming out next year, and that's really exciting. Janie, this is just so wonderful that we realize that it doesn't matter whether you are just fresh out of high school, fresh out of college, or fresh out of middle age, <laughs> that there's exactly. always something new to look forward to. Janie DeVoe, we need to send people to your website. Uh, we've got Joyce Faulkner coming up on the other side of the break, so please stay with us. We want people to go to Janie, J-A-N-I-E, D-E-V-O-S dot com, and uh, keep trying it. In case they're uh, they're having a little internet trouble, but uh, absolutely, you'll be so glad once you get through. Janie, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. I certainly enjoyed it. Take care. We'll talk soon. Bye bye. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we'll be right back after these. Are you powerless to stop making choices that hinder your happiness, your peace of mind, your sense of fulfillment, or success? Have your choices resulted in broken relationships, job losses, and financial chaos? Then be here for Strategies for Healing from Addictions with your hosts, Gary and Sharon Worrell. Monday mornings at 9 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. 
Strategies for Healing coaches and empowers and seeks to help people discover their goals and reach those goals quickly. Provide structure, tools, and perspective to help clients accomplish more in their lives. To encourage clients to think bigger and realize their full potential. Strategies for Healing endeavors to see each individual come to a place of purposeful living apart from addictions. Check out the website, strategiesforhealing.com. Then join us for Strategies for Healing from Addictions with your host, Gary and Sharon Worrell. Monday mornings at 9 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Toginet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Tugginet.com. Put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on Tugginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and wow, we've had Janie, we've had Bubba, we've covered a lot of ground today, and now we're going to have one of our regulars, Joyce, who's so much fun. I love having Joyce on. I do, too. Joyce, welcome. Good to see you again. Well, thank you. It's very nice to be back again. How are you guys doing? Boy, a month better since you're on. For those of you just tuning in, Joyce Faulkner is the president, the reigning president of Military Writers Society of America, and this is a great group that you guys should be aware of, especially we get a lot of inquiries about, you know, how does my dad's or mom's story get told from stories in the past? How do I tell my story for our current service members or our retired service members? It's really a lot of fun um, so that these stories are shared with each other. I have a whole bookcase with (laughs) all the authors that we've had on, and each story is so unique and beautifully told, um, and it's individual, and it's great that these stories, you know, don't have to kind of die when we pass on. Exactly. Uh, One of the uh, uh, stories that I keep talking about is uh, very often you are the receptacle of stories that somebody else is, uh, knows about somebody else. So it's not just your own story, and it's not just your, your family's story. It could be other people's stories that you're rescuing when you write them down as well. Uh, so it's a, a, an important uh, element of our culture that we keep recording these things and understanding who we, who we are and, and where we're going. Um, I, I wanted to talk today something along those lines and that how do you come up with topics. And a lot of times uh, to write about, 
families uh, of people who are traveling around the world, whether they're in the industry or whether they're in the military, uh, do have lots of uh, exposure to cultures beyond our own. And one of the most wonderful things about writing is that it does reach people across time and culture. And uh, some of Janie's work uh, that we talked to, the lady that you talked to before, is such a great example of that. And that the work that she does transcends uh, culture and gets right to the humanity of a child. And, and actually adults love her books, her books as well. Um, and as she says, sometimes that she channels things right from God, that, that uh, what comes through her mind ends up on the paper and into somebody else's heart it's because it's meant to be. Uh, but there are also stories of the special moments in your life that you might not think about writing about, and maybe you should. And I have a, a very short story about when I was in Africa. And uh, we had traveled in a van with a lot of other people for many days. And they wouldn't let us out of the van much. I guess the, it's bad press if the animals eat tourists. So we were kept in our van. And uh, until one day, we were uh, on a cliff above Lake Manera, and we had a picnic out over this cliff. And the only animals around were baboons who were stealing our picnic lunches. And I went to the ladies' room, uh, which, of course, was just a hole in the ground inside of a building. And for whatever reason, I wandered away after that. And I was wandering down the road, maybe just needing to be alone. And as I was walking down the road, I came to a a cross-section, like a V, uh, or a Y, I guess you'd call it. And as I'm walking towards the Y, in the middle of the, 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 the Y area was a big tree, uh, actually several big trees, and a big bull elephant stuck its head out at me. And I was only maybe 30 yards away. And interestingly enough, I wasn't afraid. You know, it's me and this big, huge elephant, and his tusks were bigger than I was. And what was so incredible was that we looked at each other. We regarded each other. We recognized each other as persons, I guess. This, uh, this animal had intelligence and personality. And I was entranced, and I took a step forward, and he let me. I couldn't believe I was being so brave. Uh, and I took another step forward, and he let me again. And actually, he let me get fairly close to him, and I broke eye contact to lift up a camera, which I shouldn't have done. Mm. And that startled him. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Because we were eye to eye, you know? Uh, And that was a special moment. And I found so many reasons to write about that moment. And it was only recently that I realized that there's special moments like that every day mm-hmm. that, that you can write about. 
And I think so many times when some of our military families are in a place where they have never been before or a place that, uh, that, that they're stationed in for maybe a longer period of time than they thought they were going to be, what even if someone has never been a person to journal before, at least what an opportunity to just jot down a few things that have struck you because you never know that maybe down the road, okay, now I am ready to put this this down and really put this in a more organized way that someone else may enjoy and benefit from. Because someone else's experience is always going to touch another person in one way or another. Exactly. And, and I think sometimes it does take that cooling off period for you to internalize and process what these moments in life mean to you and what you have to say about them. So even though you might not rush and write something down right away, as you integrate the experience with the the totality of your life, you might find some pretty profound stories that you want to mention, especially as as you pointed out uh, and I mentioned earlier, for those folks who are traveling, Mm -hmm. who are running into kindnesses around the world, or running into cruelty, or running into children who are, are so much the same. All of those things start to make sense to you with a little distance, as long as you don't forget it, you know. Although I find those important moments I'm not apt to forget. Uh, I'm apt to change my mind about it, though, as I think about it. <laughs> I like so that. that <laughs> I think so many times, yes, you, you there are details that you, little details. I, I traveled, for example, uh, in Mexico when I was in high school, and there are certain things that are still so vivid to me, but I was glad that I did take notes because that was many, many years ago, and there are certain things that I'm, I'm glad that I have my, my notes from that. And even if it's just for my own purpose, my own recollection, those notes are very, very touching and valuable to me. Well, and guys, I, I got to run. I got to run out, but I want to share something real quick before I go. My mom kept a journal, and um, I didn't get a hold of it. A uh, journal when we went to Europe when I was in my 20s, the two of us went together. My mother kept a journal, and I only found it a couple months after her death and brought it out to California here, and I read it. I think, Rob, I said some fun to you. Yeah. But it was so much fun because you have the emotion, you know, even if you don't write for publication, to write for your kids to find later on or your grandchildren. It was the best gift that I could have because she wrote all this funny stuff about how precocious and obnoxious I was, and who knows, I'd be on the radio someday. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know, that is such a gift. It's a gift of her heart and her time and her thoughts and her words to you. Absolutely. All right, you guys, i got to run, and we'll talk to you next week. See you, okay. Sam. Um, before we we do um, uh, lose you, uh, Joyce, for, to the end of the show, I don't mean that. I was saying goodbye to Sandra, and I'm thinking about <laughs> what I was trying to say to Joyce. One of the reasons why I would love people to visit your website, and that's uh, Military Writers Society of America, MWSADispatches.com, 
And we've only got about three minutes, Joyce. I'm looking through some of the award nominees that you have on here. And I think that's such an inspiration, too, to look at some of these military writers. Some of them are highly uh, publicized and some of them are not. And what a wealth of varied instances, stories, backgrounds that you have in here. Absolutely, and these folks come to come at us for different reasons. Our organization has three main missions. One is writing to heal, mm-hmm. you know, taking your experience and making some sense out of it. Second one is education, and not just educating our communities, and not just educating each other and elevating our, you know, from a skill set perspective, but also educating. Our, our future, educating, you know, saving those little pieces that, you know, like Sandra talked about, uh, mm-hmm. about her mother, um, saving those things. And then in direct uh, correlation with that, our third mission is preservation of history, getting those testimonies uh, in archives and libraries and museums and, and all the places that they need to be because they then become part of our the totality of our culture, not Isn't just it, yeah. our one family, but the family of America. Absolutely. And, uh, I think that's so important. We've got, uh, you know, so much political discourse, and we've got people on different sides of the, every issue and whatever. Mm-hmm. To, to have all of those things that we do have in common and all those emotions and experiences, have those saved as well. Joyce, you always give us so much to think about and so much to move forward with. Uh, do come back next month because I know you'll have lots more to share with us. I'll be glad to. I'll talk Thanks. to you soon. Thanks, Joyce. Joyce Faulkner from Military Writers Society of America. Next week, you'll want to tune in. We have Norma Stratton, who's going to do another a small business segment with us. There and back again will be with us Sue Lynch and another author I'd love to introduce to you, Emma Donnelly. She's written a book called The Reminder Book, People Who Are Experiencing Cognitive Decline. This is the book for you, whether it's a TBI or an elderly situation. You don't want to miss it. Uh, we'll be back next week for Sandra Beck, this is Robin Boyd. Thanks for joining us.